This week is Parshas Nitzavim, and we, this week, instead of continuing with what we have been talking about the past couple of weeks, which was the topic of Tznius, we instead will talk about Inyan Adyayma. We are going to discuss the topic of davening at home on Rosh Hashanah. A number of people asked me to go through that. Um, and what we'll talk about tonight, I'm also um, creating a document that Be'ez Hashem will send out, so you can have it in front of you if you print it out, you can have it in front of you on Rosh Hashanah to refer to it as necessary. So davening at home presents a number of challenges. Obviously, it's difficult to concentrate at home. You don't have the ambiance of shul, you don't have that mood that comes along with davening in shul. And uh, also there tends to be disruptions in the form of little children and sometimes big children. So I first want, first want to discuss how to navigate disruptions while davening. And then we'll discuss the order of importance, what you could say at home, what you can't say at home, and how you should work through that. So when davening Shemin Estray, we know that you can't um, interrupt for anything. And the halacha states that even if a snake is curled around our ankles, uh, we don't stop. However, that is only if we're able to have some measure of kavana with a snake around our ankles. The snake in question is non-poisonous. But if a child desperately needs our help, like they fell or they're crying incessantly, we may, you are allowed to stop Shemanesrei and walk out of your place and go and assist the child, preferably without talking if you can, and then go back to the same spot where you were standing and finish davening Shemana Esrei. And the reason why you could do this is because it simply becomes impossible to daven and have any measure of kavana at all while that's going on. So therefore, it's permitted to stop and take care of the problem that's preventing you from having kavana. And obviously, if you're close to the end of Shemana Esrei, so better is to then just finish up quickly and go and help the child. But otherwise, it is permissible to be mafzik, even to walk out of your place, but you have to walk back to where you were, but to walk out of your place and assist the child as 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 need be. When davening other parts of davening, such as Kriyashma or Birchas Kriyashma, so it is permitted to stop and help a child as necessary, and you can even answer their questions if they ask you something, even if they ask you, like, well, I need food, where can I get it, or, or something like that, you can answer. But ideally, what you're supposed to do is wait for Bein HaProkim. Wait for in between paragraphs, between chapters. Now, generally, that's mostly self-understood. You can see in the sitter, like, where the chapters end and where they begin. So, uh, for example, like, if you're in the middle of Kriyashma, you have Vahayoim Shemaya and Vahafta, right? So clearly those are two different prakim. So when you finish Vahafta, before you start Vahayoim Shemaya, you can answer a child's question. And if a child asks you a question, so you can just hurry and get to the end of Vahafta and then answer the question. Likewise, Vahayoim Shemaya and Vahayoimer. The Laman Yirbu Yumechem is actually part of Vahayoim Shemaya. So that's still called the middle. But you can get to the end of that and then right before Vahayoimer, you're Bena Prakim. Again, it's a good time that you can answer a question if you have to. Um, in the Brachas of Kriyashma as well, you have Iris, that's the first bracha, so you finish that. You can answer a question before you start Ahab Rabbah. Um, interestingly, though, between Ahab Rabbah and Shema is not considered Bein HaProkim. That's, you're not supposed to be Mafsik there because like it's kind of a bracha on Shema. So you're supposed to say Shema and Baruch Shem before it's considered that it's Bein HaProkim and you can answer a question. 
Pesukim and Zimmer are the same thing in uh, the different chapters of, of Tehillim that you're saying, the Prakim of Tehillim. So the Halalukas, each one is its own thing. So between Halalukas is the ideal time to answer questions. So if you get asked the question, say to the end of the Halalukah, and then answer the question or do whatever it is that you have to do, which uh, would technically be a half six. That's the way you navigate the rest of davening when these interruptions come up. Uh, you try to get to the Menaprakam and then you can answer as, as you need to do. And during any part of davening, if a child needs to be changed, you obviously cannot continue davening while the child needs to be changed. So you can either go to a different room if you are a middle, not middle shmanestre, you can go to a different room, but otherwise, or you can stop and change them, and that even a middle shmanestre, again, you can't daven, it's preventing you from davening, you can do what you have to do. So you can change the child and then continue davening. Obviously, wash your hands. Fine, so that's all about how navigating the interruptions. Let's move on to the next point, uh, eating on Rosh Hashanah. So it's permitted to, permitted to eat before davening. It's also permitted to eat before Tekiah Shoifer without Kiddush. Um, so typically on a regular Shabbos, you only become obligated in Kiddush when your husband kind of finishes davening, uh, when he's ready to make Kiddush, so to speak. And on Rosh Hashanah, that's very, very late. So typically you'll have already done your eating before that time comes around. So you can eat on Rosh Hashanah generally without um, having to make Kiddush, and likewise, you don't have to wait for Tekiah Shefer to eat, if, especially if you're hearing Tekiah Shefer in the afternoon. Well, certainly you don't have to wait to eat. You can you can eat before. <clears throat> now, uh, one thing I want to speak about, which really is not just specifically a thing on Rosh Hashanah, it's all year, but on Rosh Hashanah especially, it's something to be makbed on, and that's, I want to talk about Zman, Zman Tefillah and Kriyashma. So, uh, saying Kriyashma before Zman Kriyashma is a beautiful thing. It's really doing the mitzvah properly, and you know, if you're trying to do the mitzvah of Kriyashma, which a woman is not obligated, it's a mitzvah says Zman Grama, so you're not obligated to do it, but if you can, it's a beautiful thing. You're doing the mitzvah properly, you're doing it before the Zman, and if you can, you should prioritize your time and, and do that first, so that you can get to Kriyashma before Zman Kriyashma. And on Rosh Hashanah, Zman Kriyashma will be kind of late, uh, relatively speaking, it's uh, 9.54 according to the Gra. So it's, it's, it, is, it is quite late. So, um, so that's okay. So you can, you can, you, you will, that's a nice thing to do to say Kriyashma before Zman Kriyashma. But that, like, a, that's not such a great obligation because the women aren't really obligated in Kriyashma as far as the mitzvah is concerned, although you're supposed to say Kriyashma for Kabbalah Salamach Hashemayim to accept upon yourself the yoke of heaven. But as far as uh, say, Zman Kriyashma, that's not that, that, that essential. However, uh, it is of, um, it is of much greater importance that um, it is much greater importance that you should try to get before zman tefillah, and that's that's a big deal. Both um, that's a big deal both before um, before. Uh, I mean, on, it's a, it's a big deal on, on Rosh Hashanah and not on Rosh Hashanah, but in particularly on Rosh Hashanah, it's it's a big deal to daven before zman tefillah. Now zman tefillah is 10.58, so about 11 o'clock, according to the Grah. Uh, Musaf, that doesn't affect Musaf. Musaf can be davened all day, and we'll get to that later. But uh, Shachris should be davened before Zman Tefillah. Now, if you do miss Zman Tefillah, so if it's past 11, you can daven until Chatzais, which is 1.06. But you have to understand that davening before Tefillah before Zman Tefillah is very important, and it's not ideal to daven later than 11 o'clock from a halachic standpoint. It becomes very questionable about what you're allowed to say and what you're not allowed to say, and 
Again, you can be lenient, but uh, it's it's an actual, it becomes an actual halachic shaila about what what parts of davening you're allowed to daven, and in addition, you lose the whole merit of davening bizman, which is a big chelik of the schar of tefillah is to have schar tefillah bizman. So, assuming it's within your power to do so, which not necessarily will it be, but if it is within your power to do so, uh, you should make an effort to prioritize davening and do it first before you do anything else, so that you can make it before eleven o'clock and. And now, what else I want to explain is that if it's getting close to 11 o'clock and you're about to start davening, rather do it in the proper order so that you get Shemayna Esrei before 11 o'clock. So this is the order of importance. So if there's no time, then just go straight to Shemayna Esrei. Don't say, nothing. Go straight to Shemayna Esrei so that you can get Shemayna Esrei before 11 o'clock and then you can go back and say the other things. If there's more time, so they say Shema and Shemayna Esrei. If you have more time, you say, Birchas Kriya Shema, like Yitzhar, Avarava, um, Shema Gal Yisrael and Shema Nasrei. If you have more time, then say Pesukah Zimra as well. So you could say the minimum Pesukah Zimra. If there's not not that much time, you say Baruch Shomar Ashrei and Yishtabach. That's the minimum Pesukah Zimra. And if you have more time, you say more. But again, uh, you you should actually pay attention and give value to this man so that you organize your davening according to that. And if you're starting to davening and davening ten minutes to eleven, so go straight to Shema Nasrei and then you can daven the rest of davening after. Birchas um, Hashachar, which are those brachas that we say in the beginning of the Siddur, you know, Tel Sidaim and Birchas Atayra and all those other brachas, those really can be made all day. You can say those all day, um, and they can be made after the Zman. So actually, don't allow those to slow you down, because those you can just as easily say after Shman Esrei. So um, you don't need to say those first. So say, say Shman Esrei rather, and then say all the Birchas Hashachar afterwards, and that's fine. Now, if you can't daven at all, right? If it's just not an option, your children, your obligations, it's just not, you can't daven at all up till Chatzais, and you only are able to daven later when your husband comes home. So you can still daven Musaf, that can always be daven, because that can be daven all day. Um, and you should recite Kriyashma also, to be Mikabal al-Machashmaim, just obviously without the Birchas Kriyashma, not Yetzirah and all that, but you should say Kriyashma. If you do get end up getting to Musaf, regardless if you daven shachros or not, but if you get up, you only uh, get around to davening Musaf, and it's already later in the afternoon. Once it's already okay to daven mincha, which is from about one forty and on, so from uh, tw- about twenty to two and on, you can start davening mincha already. So if it gets to that point and you want to start daven, you want to daven Musaf, like uh, you know, sometimes people have their suda first and then they they daven, get to daven Musaf. So really, it's already time for mincha. So, assuming you're, you, dab, you, you are going to dab mincha, so you should actually dab mincha first. Mincha should be daven first. So you should say dab mincha, and then you should dab in musaf. Um, and if you're making a, shach, a shachris makeup, like you weren't able to dab in shachris, so you want to dab in two minchas to make up for shachris, so then you do both of those before you dab in musaf. So you dab in uh, one mincha, which is for the sake of mincha. You would dab in a second mincha, which is for the sake of shachris. The, the one that's the makeup always comes second. Um, and you should make a somewhat of a separation between those two minchas. You're supposed to make wait around for like a minute, but you're actually not supposed to wait more than that. You're not supposed to get do anything else in between. They're, they're supposed to be down consecutively, and then you can go ahead and have Mosef uh, after that. So that's how the you uh, should organize your tefillahs akalpanim throughout the day to make the zmanim as best as possible, and how you make up for them if you do not manage to make the zman. Tekiyah Shafer can be heard regardless of where you're holding and davening. So if you do happen to come to shul and you're in the middle of davening something else while the tzibur is now about to start Tekiyah Shafer, just be quiet and listen. 
um, if you're middle shmoneh esrei also, you can just stop and uh, listen to the tekiyas shayfer. And if you're middle shpikazimri, you certainly stop and and listen to tekiyas shayfer, listen to the brachas and be yitzit with those, and continue to daven. If you come to shul later and they already did the tekiyas before musaf, the you know the first tekiyas and they made the brachas and everything, but you didn't hear those brachas, so you came. Now you come later and it's the middle of musaf. So now they blow tekiyas shayfer three times in the middle of the Chazar Sashat, the middle of the 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 loud repetition of Shemana Esrei, the Chazan's repetition of Shemana Esrei. But those Tekiyah Shefer, you can't you can't really be Yitzah, so to speak, with. Um, you can't make a bracha on those because we don't they're not done consecutively. So you don't do three Tashrats in a row. You don't do Tekiyah Shvaram Shvaram Trua Tekiyah three times in a row. Uh, when we do it in Shemana Esrei during the Chazar Sashat, we just do one Tekiyah Shvaram Trua Tekiyah. One tekiyah shvaram tekiyah and one tekiyah trua tekiyah, um, and in order to be yitzah the mitzvah min hatayra, you have to do uh, three sets of each one, like we do before Mosef. So you wouldn't be able to be yitzah with just those. Well, you then could do so. You wouldn't make a bracha either. But what, what you do, you could do if you're staying longer, is you can wait for the tekiyas that we do immediately after we finish the musaf recitation. So in the middle of kaddish, the kaddish that we do right after musaf, we stop and then we actually do another thirty kailas, which is tashrat, 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 which is tekiyas shvaram trua tekiyas three times, tekiyas shvaram tekiyas three times, tekiyas trua tekiyas three times. So you can get yourself prepared and ready. Uh, and once uh, mostly you look at your master, you'll see it's printed there in your master. And as the chazan is saying Kaddish, you can actually say the brachas to yourself. You can make al tekiyah shayfer, al shmaya kol shayfer, and shachiyanu, and just you know finish in time that uh, then the baltekiah goes and makes his brachas. If you don't make the brachas, fine. You know, so you didn't make the brachas, but you you're, you could be yaitza with those tekiyas. Or what you can do is just wait until uh, after davening, wait around for the for the women's uh, tekiyas, and then be yaitza with someone will make the bracha to be mitzi everybody, and and you can be yaitza then with the bracha and those tekiyas. But just the point being is to be yaitza the mitzvah of tekiyas. If you do want to be yaitza, you do need to hear the consecutive ones. You can't be yaitza with the ones that are in the middle of musaf. So now let's go through the machzir and let's see what can be said at home and what's the level of importance. And again, I'm going to be printing this all out and hopefully you uh, I'm making a document which will be emailed uh, before Rosh Hashanah so you can print it out so you can use utilize it at home. So beginning with Marav, Marav on, uh, on Rosh Hashanah is the same as any Yantiv. Um, you do have to remember to say Akela Kaddish, but obviously in the machzir there's a lot more than Akela Kaddish. There's the whole V'chein Tein Paktacha. So... It's unlikely you'll forget to say Akel Kaddish. You have the additions of Micha Zachreinu, and those, those aren't Ma'akev. If you forget those, you don't go back. Um, and if you'll see, though, on Marib, after Marib in the Machzer, there is printed the Parak of Tehillim of David Mizmar, uh, which in Shul is said, you open the Arna Kaddish, and it's said Pasik by Pasik together with a lot of Kavana. It's a very big Segula for a number of things, in particular for Parnasa. So you can certainly say that at home. You can say it whenever you want, actually. You can say it before Marav, after Marav, even if you don't have Marav. You can say that Parak in Tehillim, as, as it is a big Segula. The whole of Shachris is no different than any Shabbos or Yantiv. Nishmas is the same. So although in Shul we begin with Hamelach, you know, the, the Chazim begins with Hamelach, it's just where he chooses to begin. Uh, it's just part of um, it's just part of Nishmas. It's on Yantiv we would start from Akel, and on Shabbos we begin from Sheikhin Ad. So it's just a different place to start. But as far as davening at home goes, you just say the whole Nishmas until the end. Some people have the custom of saying Shir Hamalas Mimamakim 
after um, after you shtabach, before you begin Berchus Kriyashma, your Bracha Vietzar, and you look in your Matzar, even if you look in a regular sitter, you'll see that it's printed there, Asher Malz Mimimakim. By and large, that's Nusach Sfard that does that, Chasidim, and, and people that have Nusach Sfard. Uh, Nusach Ashkenaz, we don't really do that, but in Shul and in Yeshivas, they do say the Asher Malz Mimimakim. They just say it after they finish Shachras, so you can do that as well. When you finish Shachras, you can say the Asher Malz Mimimakim. It has a special significance during that Sarasimei Tshuva based on the Arizal. Um, now, the, besides davening through, you'll see when in your Machzer, during Birchus Kriyashma, there are a bunch of little piyutim with these um, fine print, right? It's like some, somewhat of the smaller print. We don't say any of those piyutim in Shul. So we don't say any of the piyutim of Birchus Kriyashma, so there's no reason for you to say those either. After finishing Silent Shmana Esrei, you can choose to say the Putim that we do say in Shul. So we only say certain Putim in Shul. The ones we say are uh, the ones that generally uh, there's Paiskama Aran that you would open the Aran Kaidish for. Uh, in your master, for the most part, they're in bold print. Um, and you can say as many of those as you like. Uh, they can all be said at home. And when you say them, you are allowed to interrupt in the middle of, you know, there's no. Like it's not like you're in the middle of anything, so you can stop in the middle as say as much as you want, as little as you like, and they they really. So I would think of the piyutim lekel erech din is a very important piyut v'chama minim is a very important piyut. Perhaps you should give preference to those, but I think maybe more important than anything else is to say a piyut that you relate to. Um, say it, say it with kavana. Try to understand what you're saying and something that touches you. Um, that's, I think, maybe the greatest important as far, importance as far as the Putim are concerned. They're all beautiful and they're all tremendous praises and shvachim of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So I'm going to give you the page numbers based on the Art Scroll Master. So on day one, there, uh, for Shachris, on page 314, there is um, the Putim of Yimloch and Atahu Alekeinu, and then there's Hashem Melech, that begins on page 328, it's kind of long. Then there's Lekel Din on page 330. So it actually switches. On day one, we say it by Shachris, and on day two, we say it by Musaf. But if you're davening at home, it doesn't make that much of a difference. So you can say that piyot whenever, whatever works for you. And in addition, there are psukim that we say. You'll see they're on bold, they're on bold letters in the Machzer pages 316, 318, 320. We say that out loud. We repeat after the Chazin. So you can say that as home as well. As well. There's like a Pasuk in bold letters and then there's a whole long, small piet in the fine letters. We don't say those. We just say the, the, we say the, the bold letters. And on day two, there is again Yimloich and Atahu Alekeinu. Shemay uh, Mefarim. I have it all listed out. Like I said, we'll send it out so you can uh, you you can look through them. And Musaf also has a a bunch of putim, which again can be said as 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 you have time and as you are inspired. Avinu Malkeinu is said at home both days after Shachris. Avinu Malkeinu, good to know. Do, do not say it Arab Yom Kippur at all, and don't say it on. Um, uh, mincha of Erev Shabbos. So on Friday, or certainly not on Shabbos, it's not said. The Kriyasa Torah of the second day of Rosh Hashanah is the Akedah, and it is a schus to read it. Uh, even if you're not in Jul, to just read through the Akedah is a schus, so you might want to do that again if you have time. If you aren't hearing the Shaifer together with the Tzibur and Shul, you don't have to say all the things that are associated, like the Lam Natsayach or the Psukim, uh, certainly not any, the small print when nobody says, at least not by us, so you don't say those. Uh, if you're in Shul, you can say the Lam Natsayach and you can say those Psukim. Musaf Yudaben, as it's printed in the Machzer, when you get to Aleinu in the middle of Musaf, you could do Anach Nukairim. 
And again, the putim associated with Musaf can be said at home, but you don't have to say Aleinu again if you're davening at home. And um, um, you can say, though, all the way at the end of the Chazan's recitation of Shemana Esra, you'll see by... Uh, Right by where we do there's another Avinu Malkeinu. It's a short Avinu Malkeinu. It's Avinu Malkeinu. So it's on page 572. If you have your Master, you can certainly say that Avinu Malkeinu. It's a beautiful Avinu Malkeinu. So that covers, I think, for the most part, getting through the Master and Davening on Rosh Hashanah.